Star Wars 7x7 episode 2957. We're starting our series of looks at other storytelling in Star Wars that features Cassian Andor as part of our run-up to the release of the Cassian Andor series. Today, we're looking at the Rogue One one-shot tie-in story, Cassian and K2SO. Punch it. Hey Rebel Rouser, I'm Alan Voivod and this is Star Wars 7x7, your daily dose of Star Wars joy. And thank you so much for joining me for it. So, we've talked about the Cassian and K2 one-shot previously because it came out many years ago, but we're going to talk about it again today because, as I said, we're exploring all things Cassian Andor leading up to the release of the Cassian Andor series now happening on September 21st. This particular story, though, isn't necessarily going to tell us about the Cassian that we meet in the Andor series because it takes place after the events of Season 1 of the Andor series. So you may recall from conversations we've had here on the show or from just news reporting out there that the Andor series Season 1 takes place in the year 5 BBY to 4 BBY. And that's also, coincidentally, the year that Star Wars Rebels actually begins as well. So that's kind of interesting and allows for some intriguing possibilities. But as for this one-shot story, it supposedly takes place somewhere between 2 BBY and 0 BBY. And the reason why that's the case, I guess, is because there's other material out there in Star Wars reference books and whatnot that says that the Rebel Alliance was officially founded in 2 BBY, and Cassian is identified as a Rebel Intelligence Officer, and therefore, it's supposed to take place in those years. That's one way of saying for sure that it happens after the events of season one of Casting Andor. Another way of looking at it is that Alan Tudyk, who plays K2SO in Rogue One, has said that he is not appearing in season one of the Andor series, so by extension, <laughs> this story can't take place during the series. It would have to take place afterwards. So there is that. So we're learning stuff about Cassian that doesn't necessarily apply to the series, but what we're going to see in the series is going to apply to this story. And so they have to kind of keep that stuff in mind, basically, when they're creating this story with the uh, TV series specifically. Now, this story takes place on a planet called, uh, here we go with pronunciation, Wekako, Wesako, <laughs> something like that. It's W-E-C-A-C-O-E. -E. And this planet is in the colonies region of the galaxy which is kind of interesting because we almost never have storytelling in the colonies region, at least not in current canon storytelling, and so you almost forget where it is. So just <laughs> to give you the thumbnail, there's the deep core, and then the core, and then the colonies, and then the inner rim. And then just for the heck of it, we'll complete this. Then there's the expansion region, and then the mid rim, and then the outer rim. Anyway, so the colonies region, and if you're looking at a galactic map from the top of the galaxy down, it's in the galactic south, whereas, say, for example, Coruscant in the core section of the galaxy is galactic north by comparison. Now, the story involves Cassian along with a pair of alien twins, Curtis and Rizmore, who are going to Wesico to try and get a hold of updated Imperial security protocols. Apparently, there's a decommissioned Imperial cruiser that's fallen into quote-unquote private hands, which is highly unusual, and a source of Cassian 
let him know about this, and it's a great opportunity to potentially get a hold of these new Imperial security protocols. The source has told Cassian that there would be a very limited Imperial presence, if at all, there, but it turns out when they get there, there's a big Imperial presence, and Cassian thinks to himself that his source better pray that they never run into each other again. And it does get worse from there. So apparently they have been spotted on a security camera and an alarm has been tripped. Cassian gets the idea to hijack one of the KX droids and use that droid as a front to get them safely back to their ship. This is how he meets K2SO. As the Imperials are searching for whoever it is that's snuck in, Cassian manages to get the attention of one KX droid who then tries to detain Cassian. They get into a fight. Cassian's looking for a kill switch that used to be around the neck of a KX series droid. So this also indicates that in the past, Cassian has definitely tangled with KX series droids before, so that's kind of an interesting point to keep in mind, because that could actually apply to the Andor series. But that switch has been moved, and they're not exactly <laughs> definitive about it, but the way that the twins figure out how to turn the KX droid off just in time before it kills Cassian is it looks like it's somewhere around its <laughs> gluteus maximus, let's put it that way. Anyway, Cassian and the twins work together to reprogram the KX unit, and there's apparently a base level of Imperial programming, a base layer that they can't quite get around, so he kind of goes in fits and starts of wanting to detain and, if necessary, terminate Cassian versus actually doing what Cassian wants him to do. Ultimately, they do get him to recognize a command, and so they say, yeah, we need to get back to our ship. So they're walking along in Wessico, and some stormtrooper sees K2 with the three of them and says, hey, where are you going? Like, everybody's supposed to be going over there. And K2 says, I'm escorting these three rebel spies to their ship. And the stormtrooper says, you're what? Which, of course, <laughs> is a great callback to how K2 just can't lie in Rogue One when he's caught along with Cassian and Jin, and the stormtroopers are asking him what he's doing, right? So Cassian tells K2 to grab the twins and get them to safety while he shoots it out with the stormtroopers. They manage to get back to the docking bay where their ship is, but then there's a giant explosion, so they just blew up the ship, <laughs> basically. So now they have to do something else, and Cassian says, like, all right, we need to get out of here, K2. You need to get us to another thing or something. And K2's response is, you said you were in command. Now you're telling me that I have to decide what to do. And Cassian says, yes. And K2 says, then I'm going to detain you and if necessary, terminate you and starts choking him again. So there's definitely physical comedy throughout all of this. But once they get K2 back under control again, one of the twins runs off in one direction and the other twin... and. This is an unusual thing about the twins. Apparently they mostly communicate by scent and the only way that Cassian knows that they're having conversations is because he gets a whiff of something unusual basically and so there's a little comedy that happens around that as well. But one of the twins grabs him by the face and says like, get out of here. The K2 unit has all the information you need. Basically the Imperial security protocols are inside the K2 unit. So the fact that they didn't get them out of that decommissioned Imperial cruiser is okay because they can get it from K2SO instead. 
So Cassian and K2 manage to get another ship, and as they are trying to you know, hijack a ship, K2 is actually having a firefight with Imperial Stormtroopers. He has a blaster somehow, so that's also kind of fascinating too, right? Because of the whole, you know, why won't you give me a blaster thing in Rogue One that happens. And so Cassian and K2 are able to successfully escape Wessico, but they have left the twins behind, and as far as I know, there's no resolution to that story. The twins have been left on Wessico. We don't know what happens to them. We see them briefly, like, basically disguised to look like the rest of the population, but as far as what their fate is, it is currently unanswered in the rest of Star Wars canon storytelling. So, what do we learn about Cassian that might be applicable to what we see in the Andor series? Well, first of all, like I said earlier in the episode, he has experience fighting with or dealing with KX series droids, so it's entirely possible that we will see him tangle with some KX series droids in the Andor series. We also see from this that Cassian makes hard choices, and yes, they may weigh on him, certainly, but in the moment, he does make the hard choice, which is to escape Wessico and leave the twins behind. The twins were a suggestion of General Draven. That was the person who said, hey, take the twins, they'll be useful, right? So he has left behind two of his assets. And it would have been simple enough for the storytellers in this to just pop a line in at the end to say, yeah, we're going to have to figure out how to get the twins back. But there is nothing said about that at all. So you might imagine that we're going to learn a little bit in the Cassian Andor series about how he gets to the point where he's able to make those hard decisions, where he's able to leave people behind just to make sure that he's completing his mission. And that's what I've got for you about the Cassian and K2SO one-shot comic that came out a few years back as part of a tie-in to Rogue One and what we might learn about Cassian Andor as we lead into the Cassian Andor series debuting next month. And that is going to do it for this episode of the podcast. It just remains for me to say thank you so much for joining me for it as always, and may the Force be with you wherever in the world you may be. By seven is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox, and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited, other respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2021 by Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.